Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. Today, I'm going to leave you with just a taste of what is to come in 2022. In this episode, I'm chatting with Katie and Kelly of Leo Rising. I also have a special offer for you at the end, so make sure you listen all the way through. Let's dive in. Katie and Kelly, I am so excited to be talking to you guys today. If you guys have not met Katie and Kelly before, they are the founders of Leo Rising. They combined their experience managing multi-million dollar launches in big tech, esthetician by trade, health coaching, and brought those forces together to create a new way of doing business in their brand, Leo Rising. So welcome, you guys. Can you tell us more about yourself, Leo Rising, what you have going on? You want to go, Katie? Sure. <laughs> we always do this. We're like, who should go first? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so yeah. So so Leo Rising, we really like we we bring together design, consultancy, and community, which is all of our passions together into one business for purpose-led women to help them really to create iconic, sustainable businesses that ultimately create more freedom in their lives as well. So that's what we are we're here to do. And uh, Kelly and I came together because Kelly was a client of mine and we just loved working together so much. We decided, okay, we've got to do something together. And our passions, our missions, our visions were so in tune with one another. We were like, we want to do it together. But I'll let Kelly um, share more about that as well. Yeah. So I, uh, I actually hired Katie and, um, like we were talking about before we started the podcast a little bit is that I found her on Instagram without knowing her, like I've never done this before where I've found someone on Instagram without no knowledge. And really, um, it was through her Instagram, the way it was set up that I was like, dang, this is so good. And so then I ended up hiring her and we really connected and, and then I guess through months of us working together, we figured out we had so much in common and we had a similar vision for how we wanted to, to serve our own clients. Um, so we've just combined forces. She truly is the yin to my yang. Like I can make stuff look pretty. I can write words, but as far as like having the strategy and, um, all the components of how to market a business, she's just, she's light years ahead of, of me and she's really organized. So for me, I have a creative <laughs> brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You're so organized. It's ridiculous. So. <laughs> um, well, in comparison to me, I wouldn't say I'm unorganized. I'm just, I have a way of that. I want to, I just want to create and just get it done. And, um, and yes. So I think basically at the end goal, like Katie said, is we're really working to help women, like instead of them sort of having their business hijack their life, we want them to still allow them to have life. Their life gets to be Cause you got in this for more freedom and not less. And so how are we, how can we help women, really create the impact that they're craving while also still having the life that they're craving. Mm-hmm. And to us, that's like setting up a, a business that is sustainable and that's what we're helping to do. Yeah. I love also your testimonials that you're like, Hey, I actually hired Katie to be my coach or help me with this certain thing. And then we actually realized that we loved each other enough and we created a whole, we dropped everything we were doing and created a whole business mm-hmm. together. I think that's just proof in the pudding that nobody is better than each other. Like I'm not better than you and you're not better than me. We're just different. We have different strengths. Like yeah, obviously more organized and Kelly's more like, I want to, 
utilize and capitalize on my creative spurts that I get. And I totally mm-hmm. resonate with that. And it's crazy how you just started working with her sight unseen because you were in such alignment that it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. It just proves. And we've I- never met in person either. Yeah. We've still never met to this yeah. day. Oh my gosh. You guys have plans to do that? We do. Yeah. June 2022, we are hoping to go to Ibiza. So yet to be booked, but we're looking at Ibiza, an island off Spain. Is that um, like in Europe? Ibiza. Is that is that the same? Yeah, it is. It's yeah, like, I think it's <laughs> European Cancun. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is going to be so fun. There is a family side as well. Don't worry, we're not going to be all yeah. like neck and Jaeger bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Hey, with the kids in tow. (laughs) Yeah, just kidding. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's really cool. So, if you to give you guys a backstory, Kelly and Katie, or actually Katie was the one who reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I have this new thing going on. I want you to come and meet everybody and network." And so I jumped on there, and that was the first time I met Kelly, and I could instantly see that they had a connection between each other, and they had just this whole community of entrepreneurs in there and their mission is something that I really align with and I absolutely love what they're doing. So that's why I really wanted them to come on and talk about community because that's such a huge thing that we are going to see in 2022. I think it's really important as Mm -hmm. a leader in your industry to build a community around yourself, but also have it a safe place where the people in your community can collab with each other, where they can find their next business coach or their next mentor or their next graphic designer or whatever it, whatever you may need. So I really love that you guys are combining forces to do that and create a new paradigm in business because of that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So I think the thing with the community for us, I think if we're really looking at, um, um, why this has become so important um, is because this idea of women are, they're incredibly burnt out. And it's like, we have all of these things to do as entrepreneurs. So how can we leverage the thing that we're actually really good at, which is forming relationships? And so how can we come together in a way where we, because if you look at how women buy and how they purchase and how they interact with one another is they go from referrals from their friends. They look to their community. Mm-hmm. And I think what can happen as an entrepreneur is you build you, you become so isolated. It's almost like you have your real life and your in-person friends, and then you have your online community where you kind of feel like ungot in kind of both of it. And so it can feel, one, you can kind of run into like you get in your head and you think that, you know, you're not good enough or that you're stuck or you're the only one experiencing that. And then the other one is like, we are so good about um, receiving referrals from a friend why are we not using more of that as we're building our business rather than kind of like, you know, focusing on promoting ourselves all over. It's not that the social media isn't great, but if you're putting all this effort into this, what if you actually put effort into the relationships Mm -hmm. um, where you feel safe, you feel supported. um, And then you also have people referring you to either their clients or they're hiring you. And so I just think, um, Katie and I actually, we have someone that we've brought on that brought up a really good point that we are no longer, essentially with all of us going into being entrepreneurs or this becoming this big wave or this movement, mm-hmm. we're still doing business like men in that we're like doing this like hustle and grind. Like what mm-hmm. if we do business like women? 
And I think a huge component of doing business like women is leveraging our innate um, ability to relate to one another and to really build strong relationships. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's really, that really is the bedrock. Cause when I first started my business, I mean, entrepreneurship is so lonely. When you first start out, you're like, oh, I, mm-hmm. you can Google all you want, but there's so many questions that are going to come up that you just need some, somebody to reach out to and be like, is this normal? How do I do this? Do you have any tips? Do you have any advice? And I yeah. actually joined, I don't know if you guys know what boss babe is, but I joined their community when I first started my business. Is that how we met Katie? No, possibly. Yeah. Okay. I, I also was in Boston. Yeah. Okay. Cause I feel like I made a lot. I met again. See, this is like yeah. the power of yeah. 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 connection. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if I mm-hmm. had not joined boss babe, when I first started my business, mm-hmm. I don't even know where I would be right now because I've yeah. met Katie. Yeah. Like I've collaborated with so many people. Honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of the people that I have collaborated with they have become my clients or I've become their client because Mm -hmm. you meet so many different people. And I touch on your point about how we're still doing business like men. I think it's, it's really interesting because like you said earlier, we do quit our corporate jobs, do the great resignation so we can have our own freedom and lifestyle. But then we Mm -hmm. create this business in a way that we think is by the rules and who created the rules. Right. And like, why are they the, the, who, um, and I think it's more of like confirmation bias. We see people doing things a certain way. We see them showing up on their stories all the time on Instagram. We see them sticking to one platform, doing month long launches, doing this, that, and the other thing. And we're like, oh, okay, well that's how I'm supposed to do it then. But we completely ignore our intuition and the things that our internal yeah. guidance is already telling us, like, this is what you should be doing. This is how you do it. So I feel like there's a lot of self-sabotage around. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's about that balance of the, the feminine and the masculine energy. So you've got like, you know, the masculine being the strategy and the sales and all of that. Yes, you still need that in business, but you also need your intuition, your creativity and your relationships that your relationships that come with being a woman so if you bring those two together you get that really balanced business and balanced leadership as well um and i just wanted to touch on a point there that kelly said about you know that feeling of being safe in a community and ultimately belonging that's what we really want people to feel that they belong to a space that they're not alone like you know the fears that come up are all the same when you strip back everything you strip back, you know, oh, I'm having this problem on Instagram or I'm having this problem with my sales funnel. It all comes back to the same fears, which is that fear of not being safe, not belonging, not, you know, not feeling that they're on the right path, that they're doing things the way they should be doing or the way they need to be doing for, for their success. So that's really important to us. But not only that, when we look at the females and like how we're so good at relationships, you look at like Kelly said, the way we buy, right? The way people buy is through relationships and that whole referral network. But also if you look at sales psychology, you've got your buyer personas, you've got, you know, your expressive buyer, they want to feel heard, seen, they want to be nurtured. They want a relationship with someone before they buy. And then equally, I was talking about, um, about this with Kelly earlier, which is if you look at the blue zone, I don't know if you've heard of the blue zone in the world. Uh Okay. So they're ultimately places within the world where people live 
longer and better. So they have all of these habits that they do, right? So, okay, nutrition, exercise, sleep, it's a given. But one of the big things is community and socializing with other people. And I think it's one out of three live till they're 90, which is really impressive. Mm -hmm. They also spend a lot of time with family and connection. Um, So it it goes like in everything that we look at. It's sales psychology. It's, you know, us being women. It is when you look at wellness and the blue zones, if you want to live a happier, longer life, community is a really big part of that. Um, So bringing that in to your business is going to help your business to thrive better as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... I think a lot of it too is number one, to touch on the blue zone point, people literally die of being isolated. Uh Like Mm -hmm. that's why people who are in solitary confinement literally go crazy Mm -hmm. because they need, they need other humans. So that's, that's a great point about community. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but dang my mindset. I'm like, I lose my train of thought all the time. I swear. Oh, I know. There was something when you were talking to, I was like, Oh, remember that. And it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Um, oh, 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 people. Another. Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. Go for it. You, while, while it's on your tongue, go for it. <laughs> Humans in general, they need to feel like they belong and they need a place where people just get it. They just get it. There's no questions asked. Asked mm-hmm. a lot of times I see people on social media who are running a business and they're really afraid to be vulnerable and ask those questions that would make mm-hmm. them feel like they're not an authority in their industry because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if I'm having first, let's use this as an example. I told Katie before this podcast started recording that I was having like a mental breakdown this morning, just burnt out, so much mm-hmm. stuff going on in my life, but I think a lot of people would take that and be like, well, I have to internalize it. I can't say anything. I can't talk to anybody. If I did share it on social media, people would think that I'm not an authority. I don't have my shit together. And that is honestly the furthest thing from the truth. And when you have that community and that safe place, we could be like, hey, my life sucks right now. You will get so much encouragement, maybe even Mm -hmm. some tips, maybe even somebody would send you like food in the mail or DoorDash or mm-hmm. whatever, but you need those people yeah. who have your back and just understand without even questions asked. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, when, oh, oh, go ahead, Katie. Go, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I was going to say when we were setting up our, when we were like, when I was reaching out to people to um, ask them if they wanted to join our call, the networking event, I basically, I'm too two of the women I spoke to were like, I don't know if I'm going to actually stay in business. I had such a hard time with my clients. They were thinking of giving up. And I was like, I was like, that is crazy that you're having this. Like, I think this, this is even more of an indicator that I'd love to have you come on this call because I think you knowing that you're the same, like there's another person going through the very same emotion that you're going through, I think is basically, I think what we look at is like, oh shit, something's gone wrong. And at the end of the day, nothing has gone wrong. It's it's a part of being an entrepreneur. It's a part of the ebb and flow of, um, of what you're getting on this floor. And I think if, if we would, we're going to, we would lose people in this space or we could potentially be losing people in this space. I know I've wanted to give up several times. And the one thing that kept me from not going on was my relationships. I've, it's the relationships that I form mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur that I am. I mean, they're honestly the people that see, cause my work is my soul. And so and if I'm not really showing that to my in-person life, and if I'm, those are the people, the, the community I, I've built online, I just feel like, oh my God, I can't imagine not having that. 
that would be, that's the reason why I keep going more than that trumps everything on the days when I'm having a really hard, when this feels like all too much. Like I would love to just stay home and bake cookies and not have so much on my mind. Um, yeah. And the, the other, the other point I was going to make was back to the, the blue zones, right? There's two different, um, and I wrote them down in front of me so I would remember. So one of them is life purpose. So really knowing and understanding their life purpose. And then another one is spirituality. So we're like, okay, so, you know, exercise, sleep, nutrition, maybe we don't cover that, but what we can cover within a community is understanding your life purpose and what you want to do. It's, you know, different forms of spirituality that's going to be you know religion for some people it's going to be angels for others it will be the universe for others whatever that is um but having that connection and feeling of belonging all of that ties together so if you can bring that into a community and have that and then you sort out your own exercise and your sleep and your nutrition then you know you're going to have a longer happier life yeah i think one thing that's really cool about community to your point is that you get to be a part of something that is greater than you but you also mm. get to really expose yourself to things that may challenge you the thing about entrepreneurship is it is a mental game oh. and you will never grow as much as you would if you were an entrepreneur because you mm -hmm. have to keep trying and failing, failing, failing and figuring it mm -hmm. out and just yep. do the thing. It pushes you to this new level. Like when people talk about their embodying their highest self or whatever, I'm, you know how we talk about ideal clients? Well, what's your ideal self? And mm -hmm. I feel like when yeah. you expand yourself in a community and you see people like, okay, I believe in God for example, mm -hmm. but I know other people believe in the universe and mm. that I love that we can coexist together and still love each other, regardless of our difference of opinions and beliefs yeah. and really get to know like why people feel the way they do and why they right. do the things they do. I think that's the most interesting thing in the world. Well, <laughs> understanding, understanding each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like understanding and like I'm always, you know, I'm very open to whatever anyone wants to believe in, gives them comfort, you know, wants to do, because if it makes them happy, then that's what they've got to do for themselves. So who are we to judge? We're not, we can't, we shouldn't. I mean, our whole yeah. lives, like the lens we see the world through, that is based off of our childhood, who our parents were, how mm -hmm. our parents talked about us, how they talked to us, our socioeconomic status, where we live, the people we hang out with, like traumas, lived experience. There's so many things yeah. like no one human is the same. And that's what I find so fascinating. And that's, I genuinely love getting to know mm -hmm. people and like, why do you believe the way you do? Why do you, why do you see the world through this lens? Like, I just want to understand. And I think it's so fast. Like right now I'm like butterflies. It's, it gets me, ah, I'm like, it gets me off. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, what if everybody related that way? I mean, I think at the, at, at our fundamental yeah. core, we all want the same thing. We all want to feel safe. We're, so it's like, we're all fighting because we all think that we're mm -hmm. believing and we're so vastly different, but we're not. And I think, I think yeah. through the power of relationship, um, I mean, <laughs> there's that quote from the Dalai Lama that the world will be saved by the Western woman. And that's not like, like to say, I think what's, I think it is about this idea of relating through, I think women are really, really good at uh, like 
okay, like, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I would love to hear why you think the way that you do. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if we can just be open and understanding one another, then I think that is how, cause we're never going to, we're not designed to all believe the same stuff and, and operate in the exact same. I mean, that's not what we came here for. Life but, would be boring. If we yes, did. <laughs> it would be so boring. And so <laughs> well, I think, how I think realistic is that to be like, you have to see the world the way I do, because uh, the way I see the world is the only way. The only way. Right. What? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> more power yes. for, we have, we have the work to do. Yeah, definitely. But like, ultimately our, our brains, and I heard this from a neuroscientist um, a couple of days ago, and basically our brains are there to make us feel protected to feel safe that is their job like there is a part of your brain and that is the job mm-hmm. your subconscious is to make you feel safe and protected but you know, back in the stone age it was from predators or whatever the dangers the fears were whereas now that has evolved and it's you know all of these little fears it could be they could be big they could be small they could be fears of not succeeding they come in so many different forms and our brain has now adapted to ultimately put up a shield when those fears come in so if we can have a space where we're being able to talk about those fears with other women we can bring down those barriers a bit and actually live you know more freely and get rid of some of those fears and those you know limiting beliefs that are stuck with us that's a great point let's touch on that the fact that there has been a i feel like for there's been a um like a stereotype about women being catty, women being bitches. You can't trust mm-hmm. women because back in high school, somebody backstabbed you. How do mm-hmm. we move past that in order to put ourselves out there vulnerably and be open and really develop deep and meaningful relationships that aren't just surface level? Mm-hmm. I think and it- honestly, I think, sorry, Kelly. Oh, go ahead, I'm just going to say, I think that comes with age as well, right? I think- as you you know grow up and you have life experience a lot of that and you realize there's more to life than you know like god i was definitely bitchy in school and i had arguments and had people i liked and didn't like and that's the way it was but it's like a competitive environment you know and it again it's your fears coming up fear of not being liked and fears of you know not being the cool one or not being with the cutest boy in the school or whatever it is right not it's being all popular. of those yes like all those all those fears are coming up and I see it with my six-year-old like I see it with her and her friends and it's crazy it's like they start to leave, leave each other out and you know three of the crowd and all that when there's three of them together you know one is more left out than the other and it's happening from such a young age but I think it comes with age, like once we get through life experience and what we can do is try and teach our kids to be more, you know, inclusive and to build relationships and, you know, to really love people, love, you know, each other. And I think if you have that, then with age really comes the ability to take away the bitchiness and the cattiness and actually move on from that and support and empower other women. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to intention. Like, what is it that you want? And I think the more you are like sure of the relationship that you want to facilitate, the more that that, that's what you're going to attract. So Mm -hmm. if you're willing, if you are there 
there and you want to be there for, for another person and you want to be incredibly supportive and you're here for all sides of them, then I think that's the exact relationship you will bring into. I mean, I haven't, I haven't experienced any bitchiness or cattiness online. Um, really, it's been such a loving and amazing place that mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, gosh, I would, I would just, I would love to be seen in that same way in my everyday life that my online community sees me and supports me. Um, so yeah, I just think there's so much potential there. I don't know about you guys, but I have my own like personal Instagram account that my friends, family, like people who know me in same. real life are on. But when I created my work Instagram account and I really, I don't know what it was, but I was like, I can be my most authentic mm. self here. And I started <laughs> yeah. the weird shit that I'm a weird person. Well, I'm a weird I, person too. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I like being weird shit. I like being funny. I like, yeah. yeah. I like doing that. And I started doing that on my, my work account. And then it was crazy how quickly I just threw my personal account in the trash. Cause they're not really in the trash, but you know, I like, I'm not on it because I don't feel like I can be a hundred percent myself there no. because of the people who know me in person and I'm coming from a place of they like, judge a you. Pleaser. yeah, I'm coming from mm. a place of being a people pleaser in the past. And I really suppressed a version of myself because yep. I don't want to step on anybody's toes or offend anybody or yep. be one way or the other, or be perceived a certain way. So when I really stepped into this account, I was like, I'm just going to be me. And it's, it's been incredible. And, you know, I actually did start taking parts. If you saw my post from the other day, yesterday, I started taking mm -hmm. parts of like my beliefs that I have not really been sharing on my work account. And I started, I started sharing them. Cause I'm like, if I really, if I'm going to go hard in this and I really want to show up most authentically, most vulnerably, like just be mm -hmm. every whole part of myself. I have to tie in everything now and the time is now, but what I wanted to say about, um, what you said, Kelly was about if you are attract, you are what you attract. Essentially the way I said it is in my mind is be the change that you want to see. So if you don't want people to be bitchy and catty to you, don't be bitchy and catty to other people. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think a lot of it too comes down to trusting yourself and having a relationship with yourself. 100%. Purposes, knowing mm -hmm. what your values are, knowing what's in integrity for you. And I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not here to say that we have to be perfect all the time because sometimes shit triggers you, but it's mm -hmm. when in those moments when you're triggered and being like, okay, why is this triggering me? You have an opportunity right there to go inside and be like, okay, I understand. And that's another thing. Like I really got into psychology and understanding people after an abusive relationship. And mm -hmm. I started understanding why hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And from there, I realized you can't control people, but you, I, what I kind of do is I compartmentalize people. If they're like, if they're kind of toxic, I'll put them in a box. I don't hate you. I'm not going to ignore you forever. But like, I know, for example, if I tell you something and you repeat it, I'm just not going to disclose that stuff to you anymore. I'm not going to like cut you out of my life, but it's right. like, okay, there's different levels of friendships and people and yeah, you know. On. And you start to move away. Like when you, when you really get comfortable with who you are mm -hmm. and what you want to do, you actually start to move away from all of those toxic relationships, let's call them naturally, because, you know, you've lost interest in maybe some of the stuff that they're doing and you've got a new way of doing things that they're not quite on board with. So, 
you naturally move into doing things your own way and actually removing those toxic people from your life. So I think again, that like comes with us really getting to know each, know ourselves and each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's why I fell in love with astrology is like, I think mm-hmm. sometimes you get like a map of like the proof that's been going on that you like have these little hunches for and you see the proof, you see your gifts, you see your challenges in a way that you're like, oh my God, I'm not imagining this. This isn't like a fluke. This isn't me. Cause I think what happens in our culture is we, we, if we, we feel like to be validated in something, we need to have a certification, a degree, some sort of outside validation that's going to let us know that we're really, really good at something. And I think if you can actually see it and trust it and follow it, um, and then give it, and I think that's when you like really start to fall in love with yourself and you have the deep trust of like, oh my gosh, like this isn't, this isn't, I, I, I trust myself enough to know that like this is lighting me up and I'm going to follow this. And the more lit up we are, the more we can light other people up. And mm-hmm. so I think that's a huge foundation in, in building amazing relationships is you being really mm-hmm. like you having so much passion running through you. Uh-huh. Empowered people empower yes. people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And there's been a bit of a toxic environment in the coaching industry. You know, you've seen it recently that it's a lot of people, it's becoming all about the money. And it's, you know, what what can I do with this launch to get onto the, you know, the next level of income to get to that six figures, seven figures, whatever. Ultimately, if we take that away and do it with purpose and being ourselves and actually what really drives us. Like ultimately for me, it's not about the money. You know, the money is great. It helps to serve your life in that way, but it's the freedom of actually working less and enjoying more time with my family and being able to travel with them and all of that. So if you take away your, if you look at your purpose and why you want to do things and take away it just being about the money, I think people become much more empowered. They empower each other and they become much more connected. Um, and I think that's really going to shift in 2022. We're going to see a lot of big coaching programs. People are going to be, you know, joining because the trust is going. And why do we trust people? Relationships. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're going to see a massive shift next year. Yeah. Next right. year in like a few days. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. There has been a lot of, I think in 2021, I'm like, what year is it? A lot mm. of the marketing tactics we saw on Instagram specifically was, Hey, it's Lexi. This podcast episode is actually an exclusive podcast from my private podcast called the broadcast, which you can only access if you are part of my membership, the editor society, the editor society was created for multi-passionate entrepreneurs and people who want to build a personal brand. I want to invite you to join this community while the founders rate is still available. Entrepreneurship does not have to be lonely anymore. Click the link in the show notes for an exclusive offer. We'll see you in there.